voice You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice Welcome to the One Mic, One Voice Show, building the collective conscious. Show that's created to give voice where your opinions and ideas can be heard, appreciated, and debated. I am Michael Eric Owens. Yeah, I'm in the One Mic studio, folks. I got a great show for you today. I've been kind of uh, just marinating on this for a little bit. Been thinking about it, contemplating it, uh, and I want to bring it forth. Because our country, as you know, as well as I do, man, we have some major, major challenges. And the title of this particular episode is Goodbye Democracy. And I know on the surface that sounds kind of fatalistic. It sounds like um, a person has given up. But I think it, it calls for a people such as us that are realistic about this thing we call democracy. And we need to be careful because we use this word as if it is a permanent fixture in our society. And truly, democracies are created, they're born, and then they fall. And so how do we, how do we avoid such a cataclysmic event in our society but first, first of all let's I don't you know we, we we throw around this thing this democracy this term so loosely and I think uh, many of us in this country have not really done an in-depth study into how we're governed what is a democracy it's a system of government in which laws policies leadership and major undertakings of a state or other uh, polity are directly or indirectly decided by the people. That's what the key is, directly or indirectly decided by the people. Now, we have what we call representative democracy. And what does that mean? We elect people that uh, carry our interests, our needs, our desires, and, and, and we... We give them stewardship over um, the decisions that govern our lives. That's what we do in representative democracy. So, but it is it is supposed to be this this I want to say theoretical, philosophical view, this concept that the people are engaged in the process of governing in the process of policy making, in the process of, uh, we would say, um, fiscal responsibility, right? That the people have some say-so in a government which dictates to them uh, how they should live their lives. Not just live their lives, but how they may be protected. Um, and so... We, we call this thing, um, you know, uh, democracy is what we call it. Um, and, and the cornerstone of a democracy includes such things as 
freedom of assembly, association, speech, inclusiveness, equality, citizenship, consent of the government, voting rights, freedom from unwarranted government, uh, deprivation of the rights to life and liberty and, and, and minority rights. So these are the cornerstones of a democracy. I mean, on the surface, you would seem to think that all of these cornerstones and the um, participation of eligible people, voters, into this process would be a great thing. Would be a great thing. That we, that we would be excited that those who we work with, those who we're um, related to, those who which we pass on the city streets, that we would be have this kind of connectiveness that we are together in this particular process. Okay. But that's not the case. That's not the case because in our time, we continue to fight to achieve while others fight to deny these cornerstones. I will say that there has been a historical push to deny these very cornerstones which make up a democracy which the citizenry has every right to, but we have a government, a system that continues to try to deny and take away these particular rights. And it has been that way from the outset. Simply who could vote, okay? Minorities and women could not vote. That's, that's controlling who can participate. I mean, there, there, there's, I don't think there's uh, much argument someone could make and say that's not true because actually it is very true. Um, let me see here. I think I have some, some echoing happening here. Let me see if I can adjust this, uh, so to speak. Um, does that make it better? Uh, I hope it makes it better. So that's what we have uh, in this particular country, this fight to either achieve those and then the opposite side is fighting to deny those. Um, isn't a democracy all about inclusiveness, equality, equality and citizenship? Isn't that? What it's about? Um, you would think so. But in 2021, the international um, um, think tank, the European think tank international, which is the acronym IDEA, uh, labeled the United States as a backsliding democracy. Um it measured the global state of democracy in 2021 using 28 indicators of democracy based on five core pillars. Mm. So right now, the, 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 um, the United States, the democracy is considered to be backsliding. In other words, it's, it's, it's going in the opposite direction according to uh, this survey, and I'm going to give you a very chilling 
uh, uh, data point here in just a second. But the core pillars were, were representative government, fundamental rights. Remember we talked about just a few minutes ago the fact that, that it is direct or indirectly and we happen to have a representative government where we vote people in the office and they take our bidding. And so one pillar of that is a representative government, fundamental rights, checks on government, impartial administration and participatory engagement. Wow. And it, I mean, it is strange because in this country today, we are fighting. We're fighting either to vote or, or, and others are fighting to deny the right to vote. When at the core of a democracy is voting. Voting, if you, didn't, if you didn't have voting, if you didn't have participation, then you don't have a democracy. And so these, these pillars, think about these pillars. I mean, and I'm going to get into the, the two-party system here in a minute, but the, but the idea that that our country is so divided along political lines that we don't resemble any, 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 any source of uh, the idea of a united states. I mean, that was the name of the country, right? We're the United States. We're we're together. We're 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 in union. We're we're connected. We understand how to move this country forward. However, we are the divided states. Of America, we are a black backsliding democracy. Matter of fact, we could even say that we're moving towards some sense of authoritarianism, which is a form of government characterized by the rejection of political uh, plurality. I mean, uh, you know, this idea that um, you cannot have. Uh, more than one party that 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 you need to centralize a strong central power to preserve the political status quo and reduction in the rule of law, separation of powers and democratic voting. You see, when 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 the vote is under attack in a democracy, that's the beginning of the end. Because if people can't vote, if people can't participate, those who are in power will maintain power in the status quo. If they can simply keep you from participating. And, and the very idea of a democracy is participation. So we, 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 we are acting in contrary to the government in which we have installed. And this lower loyalty, this loyalty to one person. I mean, I'm amazed. Like when when I look back and I and I see a, a, a group of individuals that are loyal to a leader, not to a country. That that think about that for a moment. That I mean, all of these um, uh, folks get up and 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 take a a oath to uh, defend and, and um, uphold the Constitution. But we have individuals that are loyal to a person. And regardless whether this person is loyal to the Constitution or loyal to themselves, they still support this person. 
And our our sense of democracy is not based upon an individual. It's based upon participation from the electorate. That means that all of us play a part, that the loyalty is to the country, to the Constitution, and never to a person. Whenever in our society, I'm talking about political leaders now, whenever in in our society or any society, when you have a, a, a party, a group of people that are more loyal to the individual than they are to the Constitution, then you are moving toward an authoritarian uh, government. And folks, we, 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 we are there. I mean, think about that for me. in America. I mean, I, I, again, I, I have, I have thought highly of some of our presidents, but no, no way would I ever pledge my loyalty to that person above the constitution, above the country. He's an elected official. She is an elected official, which I said earlier, is there to represent the will of their constituents, right? And so this this loyalty is very dangerous. It's cultish is what it is. It's like a a, a cult leader that, that desires loyalty above all. But where's the Constitution? Where's the rule of law? Where's the moral compass? It's that we are loyal to a country, to each other, not to an individual. The report also found more that a quarter, get this, and this is what I think is scary. A quarter of the world's population was now living in a democratically backward countries, right? Okay. So a quarter of the world's population is now living in in backsliding democracies. Together with those living in outright non-democratic regimes made up more than two-thirds of the total population. So two-thirds of the world is in trouble. America is not the only country experiencing this extremism, experiencing this division, experiencing this ideology that 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 tears countries apart. We're not the only one, but we the shining beacon. We're the one for, for generations that people look to, that people look to for hope, that people look to for, for stability, that people understood that as long as America kept it together, as long as America kept moving forward, as long as this, this melting pot continued to be fruitful. But no, People are actually laughing at us. They feel sorry for us. We 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 have our light has 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 dissipated. Uh, uh, we we are in the dark because we have forgotten what 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 this country was all about. And I'm not going to go into the origin of of. Um, Slavery and all that's I'm not going to talk about that today. What I'm talking about is the more perfect union that we all through the trials and the tribulations and the setbacks and all of that, that we're trying to achieve in this country. So we have a two party system. We it's very difficult to have a third party in this country because 
traditionally, like those that want to move into a third party, traditionally, they are more liberal than they are conservative. So a third party candidate normally hurts the Democratic candidate. candidate. Let's just be honest. And so anybody that runs on a third party is probably going to ensure that the Republicans win a whole bunch of seats. That's the danger, right? And so we have this two-party system. But let me ask you, is this two-party system designed to destroy the country? Is it defi- or, or is its sole purpose is defeat its enemy, which happens to be the opposing party? Or is it simply to win at all costs? Now, I'm trying to reference this. If you, if, you, if you stay with me, I'm trying to reference this in relations to um, what a democracy is. See, we can't get away from that. Although we are operating a certain way, doesn't mean that it correlates to what a democracy is. A democracy is participation from its citizenry, whether direct or indirect, into the affairs of the governing institutions of their lives. It is a common goal to ensure that the Constitution, which is our framework, is fair to all, is inclusive. I gave you those those cornerstones, freedom of assembly and association, freedom of speech, inclusiveness, equality, citizenship, consent of the government, voting rights, freedom from unwanted governmental deprivation of the rights to life, liberty, and, and minority rights. I've given you those pillars. But what does this have to do with the fight that we presently have against Democrats and Republicans? You see, we're so far away from the essence of what a democracy is, we don't even understand how far we are away. Okay? So, the goal of a two-party system should be to move the country forward together. Although there will be disagreements, debates, and conflict, we all operate under the same assumption that we're all Americans. We all want to see the best for this nation. The very idea that we are all in this together, that we're not enemies, but our political discourse is the other. You don't believe or think the way I do, you are the enemy. Matter of fact, some of them will say you don't even belong in this country. I don't know how you can move forward when there is such a gulf between the vision of this country, right? They're viewed as enemies. We're not in views as simply having differences of opinion. There are two visions for one country, and those visions are tearing this country apart. I believe these two polar opposite visions are destroying this country these two distinct visions have pitted Americans against Americans. It's the two visions of this country. Whether we talk about the vision for immigration, we can talk about for education, 
we can talk about for the economy. These diametrically opposed visions are destroying this country, and they're driving Americans against each other. These visions that have been created by our leaders. You see, they're not created at the bottom. They're created. The fears are, are simply played upon, right? The idea is simply put out there, right? And when people act upon their fear and their lack of knowledge, that's when the political pundit rides that. They get on top of that. Because they realize they've tapped into something. So when Trump came out and attacked immigrants, if he had got a complete pushback, he probably left alone. But people cheered. People got excited. They made T-shirts. Yeah, they, they made signs. And he said, yeah, yeah, that's, that's something that works for me. But again, let's, let's, let's line it up. But what we know a democracy to be with its constitution. And we have to conclude that this is something that is tearing us apart. You see, these two visions of America is dividing us along every fault line of American society. From public health to education to the role of law enforcement Gun control, voting, lawful assembly to freedom of of speech. We have two anchors on the American ship, and they are grounded in opposite directions. And the waves of the sea are pulling us apart. Our current predicament will not last. It cannot survive. Under these circumstances, any democracy, not just the American democracy, cannot stand. But why is there such resistance to citizen participation? Why? Why has there been a fight since day one to say who can participate and who cannot? Folks, we'll take a quick break. We're going to come back and get into that. Yeah. Man, why can't we all just participate? That's all I'm saying. I mean, why can't we all just have our voice be heard? Oh, be right back. This is Michael Eric Owens, host of the One Mic, One Voice show. I want to give a shout out to all of our listeners all across the globe. Thank you for your undivided attention and for your conversation. You can catch us every Sunday on YouTube, 1230 p.m. Central Standard Time. And you can also catch us on Podbeam, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, on any one of those lovely, wonderful podcasting platforms you love to listen to. Please always remember, you can change the world 
it's your choice. Goodbye, democracy. <laughs> wow. I mean, we're in trouble. And I don't think we understand the depth in which this trouble goes. It's dangerous. It's volatile. It is explosive. And we're riding right on top of it. And some of us are not immune, not immune to it. Some of us feel the effects of it each and every day in our life. So why are, why are people so resistant to participation? It's a great question. I mean, throughout history, from uh, saying who could vote to once you got the right to vote to voter intimidation to, um, you know, poll tests to have to uh, recite the Constitution by memory and uh, all types of crazy stuff. Why? Why not give everyone the right to vote that is eligible? I know there's certain things that strip you of that right. I'm talking about everybody that's eligible. The right to vote. Okay, the resistance is this. This is the resistance. Because participation, number one, sheds light. When you are participating and you, you, you are giving your voice and you are engaged, it highlights that issue. It brings attention to that issue. It puts pressure. It puts pressure on folks that might want to have their own agenda. You see, you are, this is, this is the thing about elected officials. They're, they're not elected to go up there and do what they want to do. They are elected to what? To do the bidding of those who put them in office. Americans. Americans. That's what it's all about. It's not about your own agenda your own feelings we have a representative government means you are in you are there in our stay but oftentimes they do whatever they want to do and we're held hostage to that participation it helps shape policy it helps shape policy i mean if it wasn't for the out the 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 outrage of, of the civil rights movement, we would never have certain legislation that we have today. But in order to prevent that from moving forward, right, we have two separate visions of what participation is. We've even divided along that line, right? I mean... I don't, want to, I don't want to get too far off into something else. So let me stay right here. Participation, it wins elections, which can bring about change. Listen, folks, there's nothing, there's nothing in this country that will change without the leaders dictating that change. 
we can march until we're blue in the face. We can do podcasts until we 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 run out of uh, 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 ability to listen. We can do all of that, but unless we sway our leaders or change our leaders, change does not come. Why? Because they have the power. They have all the power. Do you know with the filibuster now, it used to be with the filibuster that you had to actually stand up and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Now all you have to do is just notify them that you're in writing that you're going to filibuster. And that stops the whole process. The power. Now, what happens if the House flips and the Democrats get it? They're going to do the same thing. They're going to hold it up the same way. Because, again, we're getting back to two separate visions of what this country should be. The only way to change this country is to participate in it, to be the change agent that it so desperately needs. Some of these individuals that are in the seat of power, they need to go. There's no, there, there's no convincing them. There, 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 there is no working with them. They have already showed they are comfortable with their power, with their position, with their authority. They're comfortable with that. And change, they're afraid of change because they don't want to lose any of that. There are individuals in this country that work every day to prevent people like you and I from taking a seat at the table of democracy. As simple as that. There's a place I was just seeing an article in, uh, I believe it's in Georgia, and there's one rural location. Well, they're, 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 they're going to be down to one polling place to vote. One. You see, the fix is already in. But the problem is our leaders do not understand, and I'm telling you, and I'm being clear. I'm, I'm not, I'm, this is not no hyperbole. These folks do not understand what a democracy is all about. They're doing everything in their power to prevent us from exercising the rights and the freedoms and the ability to live in a true democracy because they don't want change. They do not want change. What do they fear? These people are terrified of losing their status, their power, their money, and ultimately their control. I did a podcast uh, a few weeks ago, a month ago, about the United States of control. It's all about controlling. And, and, and you know, when you think about control, it, it might be easy to think, yeah, controlling people. No, controlling the narrative. Controlling the information. Controlling what you hear in your echo chamber and controlling what you do not hear in your echo chamber. See, Americans are, are, are very ignorant, and I don't use that. It's slanderous, but they don't read. They don't investigate. They don't seek for themselves. They sit in their own silos, their own echo chambers, 
and they hear from people that reinforce their archaic views of what this country should be. And then they go live their life according to that. And that's why someone can simply look at me and go, because I have a mask on and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a black man. They can look at me and say, I know exactly who he is. I know exactly who he is. He's a, he's liberal. Probably voted Democrat. Uh, he believes in this hoax of uh, coronavirus. Well, actually, I had three relatives die from it. So, yeah, I'm a believer in it. So this idea of, of sizing each other up, not so that we can work together, but that I can ostracize you then. I don't have to listen to you. Nothing you say matters to me because you are, you're in another, another world. That's not my America. My America does not include you, does not include people like you that think like you. When we're all Americans, with one constitution, is there a Republican constitution and a Democrat constitution? Is there is there a a a Republican Supreme Court and a Democrat Supreme Court? No. Well, let me back up. See, this is this this is the danger of our democracy because you have people leaders that say, I need to pack this court. I need to have it leaning a certain way because I want to get rid of this. I want to get rid of that. I don't want women to have the right to choose. Right. I don't, I, I want to control uh, districting across the country. And so they stack when, 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 when a justice of the Supreme court should be impartial. They should not be leaning because why? Because their decisions are based upon the law, based upon the constitution. But our society, we have drifted so far away from the pillars of democracy that we can't see. And there's nobody saying, Hey man, listen, Whoa, you're adrift. Now you, you off course. You, you, you don't understand you're, 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 you're the cousin to the Titanic. You're about to strike something. You're about to be destroyed because you are caught up in your own, your own power, your own greed, your, 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 your own immorality, your own hatred. This is what you are caught up in. And, and, and if that governs your life, then there's no way you can see clear. There's no way you can understand those fundamental truths. It's that if you are a citizen of the United States, doesn't matter your color, doesn't matter your sexual orientation, doesn't matter, none of that matters. If that's, that, that's what our leaders should be protecting that's what both parties should get behind the idea of the American citizen, the rights, the privileges, the challenges that face us. But no, no, they have their own agenda because they want to control us. We are controlled because we live in political 
silos. We only hear from people who share our views, our twisted way of looking at this country. We're controlled, like I said before, because we're not, we're not thinkers. We're not critical thinkers. We don't challenge. We just sit back and let people tell us what we should believe. What we should, what, what, what we should what we should understand, what, what, what is our priority. We have people dictate to, that to us every day in this news cycle. And we don't question it because it fits our narrative. You know, Americans are, are people that don't know who they are. So we look for everyone to tell us who we are. We try to make sense of the world because we can't do it ourselves. So we fall into this silo and this individual tells us how we should think and how we should feel and who our enemy is and that they're there to help and protect us. And what do we do? We're like silent soldiers. We just walk right along to the beat of their drum, never questioning for ourselves the legitimacy of their words. We never question that. I can honestly say to you, my loyalty is to no person when it comes to po politics. My loyalty is to the Constitution. When I, when I, when, when I was in the Navy, I didn't, I didn't raise my hand to my loyalty to the president or the captain on the ship, or my supervisor, people that work for me, they didn't raise their hand and, and pledge loyalty to me. They raised their hand and pledged loyalty to the Constitution, which governs the United States and all of us. Can you believe Mar Marjorie Taylor Greene pledged to the Constitution? I mean, I, I, I just... We are so far off course. Do you realize that? Can you see that? Do you understand that? That we are off course. And there's no one, there's no one preaching correction. There's no one saying, look, there's no watchman on the tower anymore. We're just adrift. And our democracy is crumbling. And on the international stage, we're being challenged. Russia's challenging because they know they've weakened this democracy. China's challenging. North Korea just launched another missile. Iran is talking about in, 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 in uranium enrichment again. The, 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 the world that, that, that we know needs leadership. And America at one time was those Leaders was that voice of reason. Now, again, I'm, I'm not whitewashing American history because I, I, I know some of you. OK, we can go into what happened in Japan. We can go into World War One and two and and, and and we can go into Grenada, the invasion. We can go into all of that. But that ain't what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about at one time we were respected. I traveled around the world. I've been in many countries. And as an American, 
especially as an American military man, was highly respected. And then there came a time where they told us you couldn't wear your uniform out because it was dangerous. And now we're in the position where people no longer look to us. They pity us when they saw what happened to George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, when they saw what happened in Kenosha, when they saw what happened at Mother Emanuel, Columbine. Yeah, the list goes on and on. Pulse nightclub. When they saw all of this, and as a country, as a country, we're so divided that we cannot solve the most difficult, painful problems of our day. But we're capable of solving them. We are. If we get back to the reality of what it means to be a citizen in a democracy and that we protect those rights and privileges. But you got to remove the people that are up there now. You got to get rid of them. They can't stay. They cannot. The old guard must go. You have to understand. You know, everybody talks about every other representative, but my representative is great. Listen, folks, who is your representative loyal to? The Constitution? The country? Or an individual? You see, we only react in America to things that affect us. Think about it. Think about it. A lot of people, it, it, it is minorities in our white brothers and sisters, a lot of them that are, that are outraged and are working on behalf of trying to ensure that we have the right to vote. But those who it doesn't affect, they don't care. They don't care. It's the same thing with masks and, 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 and vaccine. Until you were told, for a lot of people, you need to wear a mask, they could care less. But now it affects them. I mean, the article about that woman that's going to talk about she's going to bring in every gun she can if they try to force a mask on her child. Yeah. But see, in America, we, we, we're, we're, we're mainly concerned with what affects us, our person. So voting rights don't affect a, a lot of folks in this country, the dominant culture. Okay. When you talk about LGBTQ plus rights, it don't. It, it affects a certain community. We don't, we don't understand that in a democracy, right? Everything affects everybody. If, you, if, if, if your rights are infringed upon, then my rights are. Why? Because you're an American. And I should not have anything that, you're don't, that you don't have as far as access to and protection thereof. I should not be in a privileged class. And trust me, I'm not in a privileged class. I know that uh, very well. The only way to change the collapse of our democracy, and I do believe we are in collapse. I believe we are spiraling out of control. These things take a long time. Democracies don't just fall overnight. There is a 
gradual decline. And you start to, you, you, you don't recognize it. You recognize it less and less. Matter of fact, it morphs into something else that seems quite reasonable to, to some people. Um, I had somebody tell me the other day, oh, I, I don't know what your political you know, association is, but I think they took a guess. Um, I believe Trump should have stayed in office, what they say. But he couldn't. He lost. He lost. That's what democracy is all about. When you the the, the the peaceful, don't omit that word. The peaceful transfer of power. That's the reason why they put that in there. The peaceful, because in a non democracy, it's not peaceful. It's a coup, which they tried to do on January six. So we find ourselves with these two visions, you see, and the only way to change all of this is to vote. That's why it's so important. That's why voting rights are so important. That's why so much effort is being put. They wouldn't even, listen, folks, they wouldn't even let you vote on the bill, the Voting Rights Act, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. The, the same very people that will get up there and say how great of a man John Lewis was, how he almost lost his life on Bloody Sunday, how he dedicated his life to justice and fairness. and They'll give all those speeches in the world and still deny any vote on it. Think about that. Remember I said if your if, if if your desire is to win at all costs, that's where we're at today. On either side. What we have to decide for ourselves is what will we be? What will you be? Are you loyal to a party or an individual? Or are you loyal to the Constitution? Are you loyal to the country? Right. Our allegiance is not to, I, I, and again, I'm not, I, I'm an independent, so I, I'm not trashing parties. But what I'm saying to you is this. There was country before party. Parties, yeah, they've been around for a long time but they're not the framework of this country. You can have another party, but at the framework, what holds this country together, what keeps us from collapsing is that we have a constitution and we have democratic institutions that hold strong in the midst of all of this turbulence. But there's kink in the armor. That's what's so troubling about all of this. And I'm trying to sound an alarm to you today. We are in serious trouble. Riding this ship will take generations. 
I mean, we, we, we like to see, you know, we heard the term microwave generation and I want it now. And we, 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 we want to see change, but change is not going to happen now. We have a, we, we have a tumultuous 2022 coming up and 2024 will even be more horrible. The stage, the stage is already set. You can't change the stage for 2022. It's already set. 2024 is already in the making. So what do we do? Knowing that we have troubled times ahead, knowing that this country is divided, knowing that this democracy is collapsing, what do we do? Well, those of us who are on the right side of history, those of us who think for themselves, those of us who research for themselves, those of us who understand that a democracy is about the people and not just those who represent the people, what do we do? We continue to fight for a new America. We continue to vote like our lives depended on it. We, we can't give up. We, we, can't, we, 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 we can't be defeated. We can't be shaken. We can't be, listen, we, 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 we have to stay engaged no matter how difficult it is, how many failures we might entail. We have to keep fighting. And we will not see it. I'm, I'm not going to say to you that we will see massive change in our day. We won't. But we fight so that those who come behind us will walk in a world where their skin color won't matter. A world where they will be welcome at the table of democracy with open arms. A world in which they feel just as protected as their white brothers and sisters. A world in which they can walk into a room and feel that they belong. A world in which you could tell anyone who you love, and they don't bat an eye. A world in which there's more joy than pain. A world in which women are treated as equals. That's what we're fighting for. That's why we don't quit, even though we probably won't see this in our time. We fight to ensure that one day America will live up to the true content of its character and its founding documents because history will speak of us. Somewhere in the distant future, scribe will reach down deep into the archives of our time, and what will she find? 
Will she discover that we overcame our differences? Will she find that out of many we became one? Or will she find that we solved nothing and remain a divided peoples? Yes, history will speak of us. We can make a difference if we try. We can be the change that's in our life. All we gotta do is work together. We gotta raise our children better. We gotta stop the hate, stop the hate, and spread the love. One mind, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mind, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mind, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mind, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. This is Michael Eric Owens, host of the One Mike One Voice Show. I want to give a shout out to all of our listeners all across the globe. Thank you for your undivided attention and for your conversation. You can catch us every Sunday on YouTube, 12:30 p.m. Central Standard Time. And you can also catch us on Podbeam, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, on any one of those lovely, wonderful podcasting platforms you love to listen to. Please always remember, you can change the world. It's your choice. Thank you for downloading the One Mic, One Voice show. Take a moment and subscribe and share. You can find us on Spotify iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platform. Thank you for your continued support and for your voice. You can change the world. It's your choice. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the One Mic, One Voice show are not the views, thoughts, and opinions of our sponsors.